Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Roundtable. This is your host, Andrew, with a fantastic episode with our special guest, Tammy. Um, Tammy's a therapist with a lot of different backgrounds that we would love to talk about today that don't include fitness. So we'll go from there. Tammy, how are you doing today? I'm well, Andrew. Thank you. Can you introduce yourself and kind of give us a little bit about what you do and stuff like that? Sure. Yeah. Um, so my name is Tammy Zumbo. Um, I'm a therapist, as Andrew had mentioned. Um, so I am a mental health practitioner, but I blend a lot of different modalities into my work. Um, so I'm very holistic in my approach. And um, although Andrew mentioned that this isn't really about physical fitness, it's really, you know, it's about like mind, body, soul fitness. Um, that's the type of work I do. So um, my practice name is um, Balance Energy Wellness. And Andrew, you can ask me some questions and I can answer those. and. We can kind of like see like where you want to go as far as what would be helpful to your audience. Yeah, for sure. No, I definitely want to talk about more of like what you do. Um, so for the people that actually listen, we had Abby on and Abby was really, really, she's a personal trainer and she is into very much what you're into, the mind, body, soul. It's not just, you know, the mm -hmm. physical wellness that can keep you in shape. It's also your mental health, your spiritual health, things like that. So when it comes to therapy, people kind of understand what that is, but when it comes to your like Reiki, Akashic Records, the different things that you do that people might not be aware of. Can you kind of explain what mm -hmm. that, like what different things you do other than therapy? Sure. Um, so I really take more of like an energetic, um, holistic approach when I work with people. Um, so by energetic, um, that means that I work with people on um, uh, mind, body, soul level, um, that I use uh, different modalities called um, energy medicine, energy psychology. Andrew mentioned Reiki and also Akashic Records. And so um, the energy medicine and the energy psychology are Chinese medicine based. So we work with the, the different energy systems like um, the aura, the chakras, the meridians, and uh, clearing and balancing those energetically through different exercises. And also through, um, there's also some different body work that's done in those fields. Um, and do you want me to go into the Akashic Records also, Andrew? probably makes a lot of people kind of turn their head and look and go, what is that? So if you can explain what Akashic records are, because I've had that done personally, and I think that that has been probably the most, I don't want to say like influential work that I've had done spiritually, but working with you has been probably some of the most influential work that I've done. And that's not been me working out and that's not been me doing push-ups. So um, if you can kind of explain what Akashic records are to, to, you know, the people who don't know, that'd be awesome. Sure. Um, so the Akashic records are, it's what we call an etheric library. Um, so it's a library um, that is uh, an energy. Um, if you you know if you like think about like energy, um, so it's an it's an energy library that's stored in what we call the sixth dimension. Um, so that that's above like you know we're in third, fourth, fifth dimension here on on Earth. Um, so the sixth dimension would be like um, up above that. And so um, I know that sounds a little. Uh, maybe confusing, but if I told you like the Akashic Records are uh, are books, like it's a it's a giant library um, that keep that stores books, which are um, the record of your soul. So I call them like the journal of your soul. 
and um, they're written uh, by ourselves um, during the different like uh, lifetimes that we have. Um, so each lifetime that we've had is stored in our Akashic records. Um, so when we, uh, like Andrew was talking about, we did an Akashic records reading with him. So when we read the Akashic records, what we do is we ask that that book be taken off the shelf um, by what we call like the the lords and the guides of the records, um, kind of like we all have spirit guides. There are guides that like um, watch over this library. It's very sacred. And so when we ask that your Akashic records be open, um, we actually open up your book, um, which is your journal. You know, it has like all the different experiences that you've had up until this like very moment in time. So it's helpful to look back at like, um, you know, different things that have maybe gone on in other lifetimes. Um, it's helpful for us to clear up blocks. That's where, you know, it's really, um, it's really helpful with me working with people on a spiritual intuitive level and also working with people in my therapy practice. Um, because I find a lot of times, like, it's not just straightforward talk therapy. Um, there's other stuff that's gone on in the body that we've stored energetically. And the Akashic records are somewhere that we can look and find out like maybe, you know, maybe you've always had like trouble with a certain person um, or um, you're finding like uh, you're just not moving forward in your business and your personal life. Um, you, you feel like you have these blocks or you've maybe come into this lifetime with something with a lesson that you're not quite clear on yet. Your Akashic Records can help you discover those. So it's a very healing work and it's very sacred and it's, um, it's always done in a very loving way. It's done through like a dialogue um, through, you know, myself, I'm channeling your guides and I'm also looking at your Akashic Record book um, to get that information so that I can help you in moving forward. So I'm serving as a guide in that process. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think what you just said was really, really important that you're a guide. You're not necessarily, you know, you're not playing quote unquote God, right? You're just telling people right. what they need to hear through a certain spiritual powers that being said a lot of people who are going to listen to this are going well i'm a christian believer I'm a, I'm a i'm a jewish human being i don't believe in resurrection and so a lot of people will listen and go well the akashic records say that that's almost like you have to be resurrected right there's there's resurrection involved in that there's you know different things that right. you need that don't i don't necessarily believe in so what do you say to people like that because i've had my akashic records read by you i think twice and both mm -hmm. times they were very, very, very helpful, very healing for those people that are saying, hey, I'm not too sure about what you're listening or what I'm listening to. What do you say to people like that? Okay. Uh, so really this has, um, you know, it has very little, or I would say like, it, I don't think it has anything to do with necessarily with religion, Andrew, I'm, that this is my, you know, my opinion and where I come from in this work. Um, it's, you know, it's not necessarily about resurrection, or I know I did mention past lives, and some people don't believe in, uh, you know, that we have reincarnated, um, that maybe that we've had other lifetimes on this planet. Um, so reincarnation, thought, that's what I'm looking for, not, not resurrection, sorry, reincarnation. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I thought that's what <laughs> you were talking about. Um, no, no, that's, that's all good. Um, so, you know, even if you don't believe, uh, that I still find that it's very helpful. I mean, I have read, I mean, I've had I've, um, practiced, you know, different religions myself, um, you know, and, and I am a believer in um, certain uh, parts of um, Christianity, certain parts of 
you know, other, other religions as well. Um, I don't believe that this is against any type of religious belief. I've never had uh, an experience and I can't even know how, I don't even know how many readings I've done, um, but I'll say it's probably, you know, close to at least a hundred, maybe more at this point. And I've never had a feeling that this is, you know, not work that um, is of the light, um, not work that is, you know, that involves, you know, angels, um, that involves like other, you know, healing uh, types of work. Um, so if I did, um, that's not the type of work that I do. And I, and I wouldn't continue to pursue it. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people who are going to listen are going to think, well, that doesn't really make sense to me, but that's okay, right? It doesn't have to make sense. Mm -hmm. But if you go in and do one session of maybe the Akashic Records, maybe, you know, some chi work, things like that, like it's, it's very interesting to not only think about it, but also feel it at the same time. Because I know Hannah and I have, you know, had a couple sessions with you, not only therapy, but different things. And you leave just having a completely different mindset. It really is a completely different clearing mindset that you get, you know, and not only with the Akashic records, but you also work with like energy too, like uh, spiritual energy right. as well. So if, if you don't mind talking about that for a little bit. Sure, Andrew, I just wanted to mention too, with the Akashic records, I um, feel like I mean, the, the quote or the description that I use also, it's an illumination of your path. Um, so, you know, we've all come here, right, to to live out different paths and we've all come here to learn lessons and also to teach lessons, it's part of our karma. Um, karma is lessons, it really isn't punishment, it's lessons. And so that's what the Akashic Records helps reveal, are those some of those lessons that we've come to learn, um, some of the patterns that we've repeated, like, you know, I've been a healer in, uh, in other, you know, other times, um, and a teacher in other, other times as well. So we tend to repeat the same types of like themes, and I feel like that's what the Akashic Records does. It's kind of like, you know, like giving you a lantern and saying, okay, here's your path and it's illuminated. That's so cool. It's a very interesting experience, right? Learning about, mm -hmm. you know, who you are, who you were, what you've done. And, you know, you've told me things that have been absolutely amazing and have been very real too. Like we've talked about my grandfather at points and you knew exactly what my grandfather was. It's very real and it's very interesting and very powerful feeling at the same time. You have to really... Um, you have to really experience it in order to to believe it. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Also, and I'm glad to hear that from you, Andrew. And if anybody is interested in connecting with me, you know, um, perhaps we can give them my contact information before the end of this call. Yeah, for sure. For anyone who wants to know, Tammy's in Johnstown, so it's it's not like she's too far away. It's not like you're in California, right? It's most right. people listening to this can, can benefit from your healing and your teaching and stuff like that. Right. I'm on the East Coast. Yeah. So you wanted me to talk about the other types of energy work. I think you said Absolutely. as well, Andrew. Yeah. So there's a, another energy practice that I, um, that I use and I've been trained and certified in, in all of these. Um, it's called energy medicine. Um, and energy medicine is um, what we had talked a little bit about before is uh, balancing, like clearing and balancing your energy field. Um, so that includes like your, you know, your aura, which is your um, is your protective bubble and shield, um, your meridians, which are rivers of energy, um, your chakras, which are spinning vortices of energy. And what happens is like energetically, um, we, and, and Andrew knows this well because we've talked about this, I work with a lot of people who are very sensitive to energy. Um, they're, we call them empaths, E-M-P-A-T-H is how it's spelled. Um, so if you're empathic, you know, you're, you're understanding and you're compassionate. Well, empaths are like 
um, understanding and compassion and compassionate like times like I'd say like a hundred or a thousand extremely sensitive. And one of the things that happens with us as empaths is we absorb other people's energy and we become, you know, ourselves like kind of like think about a sponge like being like really saturated. Um, we become really saturated and kind of like, you know, bogged down. And then um, we can't like function very well when we're in that state. So some of the energy medicine exercises help you like to clear some of that. They first teach you how to shield yourself energetically, um, how to disconnect from other people. Um, you know, not, you know, not that you want to disconnect from loved ones. This isn't saying like, you know, I'm just going to disconnect with, you know, with my husband or my partner, uh, but energetically to disconnect from others who might be, um, who might be draining you or might be plugged in and you're not aware of it. Um, and also like then how to balance your field. So there's different exercises that I teach people um, specific, you know, to that, for that practice. Um, so that's energy medicine. It also includes some body work, um, which is, you know, done uh, fully clothed. It's not something that I'm doing right now because we're, you know, in the age of COVID. So um, right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm working with people remotely right now, um, but it does include some body work as well. You've given me through a therapy session that you and I've had before a couple different exercises that I can do where I touch my face. I put my three fingers on my forehead or I'll almost if I mean, not everyone's going to be able to see us talking physically, but it's almost like you're putting your hair behind your ears and you kind of follow that motion. And there's been a couple different things that you've given me that I'm like, feel better. It's true. And what Andrew's talking about and he's describing is like placing like your three fingers on your forehead. It's just a you know, like if you come to the like the middle of your eyebrows and then come up a little bit on your forehead and just holding these, uh, these are pressure points. It's called neurovasculars, um, like neuro is in brain and vasculars is in blood flow. And what happens energetic or what happens physiologically um, when we get anxious or when we get like saturated with energy, uh, we our blood flow shifts from the frontal lobe, front part of our brain, which controls our verbal reasoning and processing to the back part of our brain. Uh, and then that's, that's a problem because then you can't think clearly and you can't function very well and you can't, you know, verbalize what's going on. And then you could go into that fight flight reaction and get really anxious and panicked. So by just putting some light pressure on those points with your fingertips, it helps like bring the blood flow back up there so that you can think clearly. That's so cool. And I don't think a lot of people realize that when you start feeling anxious, it's not necessarily just you feeling anxious. It's actually, a, a, like you said, a flight or flight response. You know, you, right. you can't just feel anxious and go, this is just a response. I'm going to be fine. No, you're actually, your body's going through physical and mental hardship. Like it's actually a very real thing, you know? Right. It's true. And the other one that you mentioned, Andrew, is smoothing behind your ears. So it's just like, like you said, just truck, tucking your ear, tucking your hair. Um, behind your ears. And so you start with your fingertips on your temples and you go up and around your ears and down to your neck a few times. You can add an inhale as you go up and around and down and then exhale. Um, and these are called triple warmer uh, meridian exercises. Um, so that's a Chinese medicine, um, the Chinese medicine energy system that uh, triple warmer meridian is responsible for our immune system. But when it becomes like supercharged and, you know, feel threatened, that's when we go into that fight, flight, freeze response. So tracing that meridian backwards, um, which is what we do when we like tuck our hair behind our ears, 
is what takes some of that energy down. It kicks it down a few notches. So it's kind of like when you do a workout, right? Like when you're feeling anxious and then, uh, or maybe you're not feeling anxious, but it's a big, it's a good stress reliever. When you work out, um, then you kick some of that like anxiety and stress down. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you explain a little bit of how you got into energy work and how you got into therapy? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been a therapist for a long time, like over 25 years now. And um, probably about like uh, 15 years ago, I was introduced through a, a fellow um, therapist, colleague, friend of mine, to uh, some of these modalities because um, both of us were saying, you know, we felt like talk therapy was, uh, well, it's kind of like we felt it was like, it's like exhausting for people to go through, you know, for like years, sometimes people are in, you know, traditional talk therapy. And so I knew there must be like other types of like work that we could use in addition to traditional talk therapy that would help people shift, um, you know, help. I was finding like people were shifting from, uh, you know, symptoms that they came in with like depression, anxiety. Um, those would be some of the, you know, really common things that um, people you know, seek treatment for. And I was finding like they would shift, but not completely. Like there was still like this leftover stuff. And um, I discovered that you really can't access like certain parts of the brain through talk therapy. Um, so that's when I started studying energy work, um, energy medicine, and also energy psychology, which is tapping on different endpoints on the body, uh, which help to uh, help to decrease um, uh, you know emotions, um, things that are holding you back. Um, they they decrease the intensity of like fears. Um, you know, like my, my brother-in-law is afraid of flying. He's so afraid of flying that, you know, he'll drive across the country. He'll never, you know, he like, he won't get on a plane. Um, this is a really good technique to help people with phobias like that. So that's kind of like how I got into the energy work. And then I started studying with a, a group of other practitioners. And um, then I, I, I met like several other therapists and, um, you know, massage therapists, body workers, other types of uh you know, people in other fields too, who are combining this with, you know, with their, um, uh, with their other modalities that they practice. That's so amazing. I love that. So when you start incorporating these uh, different energy practices in your, um, your field, how did you see improvements with the people that you were either talking to help? Um, so, I mean, Andrew's talking about like, you know, you're saying that it, you know, maybe this stuff sounds really foreign, maybe it sounds really weird. And I mean, I'll be honest, like when I first learned some of this stuff, I was like, this stuff is really like, kind of like a little weird. Like I, I can't imagine sitting like in my office as a therapist and saying, hey, we're just going to like touch these points or, you know, go around this meridian or tap on these points, which are, you know, they're points that are, um, if anybody's ever been for acupuncture, these are the points that we're using when we, when we do tapping. So I thought it was kind of weird. So like I tested it out for a while myself. And then I would just ask people like, you know, I'd say like, uh, okay, so I, I know this technique and, you know, I've actually like studied it and I've, and I've taught this like in groups of people um, for like seven or eight years. I've taught um, at a place called Omega Institute, which is in Rhinebeck, New York. That's a holistic studies institute. I mean, I, the person I teach with is a, a, he's a PhD level psychologist who was trained at John Hopkins. So it's not just something like that was just made up. I mean, it's really researched. And um, so you asked me about results, Andrew. So 
what I did see when I um, started, you know, using some of these techniques with people is that I saw like, um, you know, like relief, like in their faces, like I saw like that their bodies would start to relax because I asked, you know, how does your body feel now? You know, it's kind of like um, some of it is like doing a meditation. I know probably some of your listeners uh, meditate and have done some guided imageries as well. Um, so it's like that sense of relief. I also saw like some really, um, really pretty drastic uh, decrease in symptoms, symptoms of depression, um, symptoms of anxiety, uh, you know, symptoms of like different types of fears and phobias where people were um, really surprised. And honestly, in the beginning, I was surprised too. I was like, wow, this like really works, you know, and it does really work. And I've seen it's it so over cool. and over again. And, you know, all of these practices, like I wanted to say um, to your listeners that I, you know, I practice these myself. I don't just teach them, you know, these, this is a daily practice for me uh, because, you know, as a therapist, when right now I'm home, you know, doing video Zoom sessions every day and phone sessions. And so I'm sitting in front of the screen all day and um, also dealing with emotions and I am an empath. So, you know, I have, there's a danger of me absorbing some of the stuff that I'm talking to people about. So um, this is like a daily practice for me to do like all of these exercises and along with, you know, my, uh, my physical fitness as well. So I feel that's important you know, to move things through the body physically. So let me ask you a very interesting question. What would you rather pick? Would you rather be spiritually fit or physically fit? Because me personally, I think oh. I'd, rather be, I'd rather be spiritually fit because I feel like I feel a lot better after that, right? Because <laughs> you know, that's a tough question. It is, Andrew, right? Because I, I really feel like they go together, you know, spiritual, emotional, I or I think you said spiritual, physical, and um, yeah, I mean, I feel like all three go together. So I feel like you can't really like be spiritually fit um, without being, you know, at least physically well, physically fit. Um, I feel like, you know, our bodies are, our temples, right? I mean, our bodies are, to me, our bodies are sacred. I'm like, this is the body you were given when you came into this lifetime. And I feel like if we don't physically take care of ourselves, that our emotional and our spiritual health will suffer as well. Um, so I feel like they're, they're all, they're all a balance. You know, I know, I know you juggle. So it's like, it's like juggling those three, right? Um, so it's a, it's a balance of those three to really be, you know, in a place where, um, you feel, and that's why I chose the name balance for my practice, balance energy wellness, because uh, it's a place where you feel like you're best when you're balanced. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people who are just trying to get into physical fitness aren't really struggling with fitness or physical fitness. They're struggling with a balance, like you said, right? It's not so much your physicality, it's your your emotional being, your, your spiritual being, you know, a lot of people maybe start working out because they went through a breakup. There's a lot of different reasons why people start working out. Right. And that's mostly because of right. mental health. And so there's so many different things that you can do, not physically to help you with that. Right. right. Therapy is so much more powerful than people really give it, you know, give it credit for. Right. I agree, Andrew. And, and if you, you know, like, like you said, I mean, if you know you lose a family member, I mean, it is helpful to work out as well. Um, but it's also, you know, really like ideally, it would be um, most beneficial to have that balance. So to you know be addressing things on a spiritual, emotional level and also physically, because we know like what's you know what's not resolved and what we hold um, 
emotionally, we hold in our body too. You know, I mean, physical pain, muscle, you know, muscle aches, muscle, or, you know, muscle, um, uh, like muscle cramps and um, anything else that's going on physically often has, or I don't even know if it's like often, I mean, it's probably always has some type of emotional root to it. I think everyone can agree who listens to this podcast that therapy every so often can be really, really helpful, you know, because you have to talk through your feelings, a a third party person talking and listening to you. Like it feels really, really good sometimes to just let it all, let it all loose. It does. It's, it's good to release it. Andrew, and I'm, you know, I'm a very untraditional therapist. I mean, I can't say that I really do a lot of traditional work anymore um, as compared to when I was first trained as a therapist. Um, so the, you know, that's the way that I approach people is it's, it's mind, body, spirit, um, you know, on the emotional, spiritual, physical level too, because I like to know, you know, like, what are people doing physically? Like, how are you, you know, how are you taking care of your body? Um, you know, how are you, uh, how, what are you doing to get rid of stress? Um, you know, especially if, you know, people's shoulders are like really, you know, crunched up and they're saying, you know, I have low back pain and um, shoulder, neck pain. We know that those are common areas that people hold stress and, and emotional stuff. One thing I think we can both agree with is that when people hold stress, they um, they kind of, when they can finally breathe and have a good day and kind of relax. And it's really, really powerful when you kind of finally do. It's so relieving to to finally feel okay, right? Like that's kind of what we're all chasing. Right. Just feeling that like, I feel good. I feel okay. I feel like I'm doing it, <laughs> you know? And so that's really, really cool when you finally get that. And it doesn't have to be through running five miles. It can be through just talking to someone for an hour, you know? Exactly. Andrew. Yeah. What you're talking about is like that release when somebody just finally like exhales like that. I mean, we know like with, um, you know, with stress and anxiety that people tend to hold their breath and they tend to like breathe very shallow. And that's, you know, one thing that um, you know, yoga is about too, is about, you know, focusing on the breath and focusing on like, you know, um, how you are breathing, whether you're holding your breath or not. How have you seen since you've been learning about different energy works, different things, how have you seen your own mental health, physical health change? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's changed a lot, actually. Um, and, you know, and I've gone through time periods where I'm just like, I kind of drop off. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes you're, you know, your workout kind of is like the last thing to do where you're like, oh, I don't feel like doing it today. I just don't feel like going for that walk or rolling out my yoga mat or, you know, practicing my, my uh, energy exercises and meditating. Um, but I've found like, I have just like, I'm like, I'm a totally different person than I was like years ago. Um, I mean, so much so that I mean, sometimes people don't recognize me. Like, I don't realize that I look totally different, um, that I am like, so much more relaxed and so much feeling so much more like in the flow um, of, you know, the flow of energy, like it's, it's easier for me to, to function on a daily basis, because um things that used to bother me, like, just don't bother me anymore. I mean, I feel like it's just kind of, it's not a big deal. Like, I could just, like, let that go. What do you think the first step to getting healthy is? So, to me, like, the first step to getting healthy is, like, um, you know, making a commitment. It's like you're, you know, it's like when you commit to your workouts, right? So, it's making a commitment that, you know, I'm, like, I'm in it, you know, and, like, I'm ready to make this commitment. And, um, you know, we know, like, there's some days, like, uh, you don't feel like doing your workout, or you maybe you don't feel like doing your meditation or your energy exercises, and maybe you just, like, push through anyway, 
it's just say like, I'm going to push through because I know, I mean, for me, it's like, it's like really cold outside right now in upstate New York. We've been having this like really, really cold spell. So I don't really feel like going outside and walking, but I know what's you know, like how I'm going to feel if I don't. Um, so it's making the commitment and then following through. I agree. I think it's so important because a lot of people think, okay, I need to get healthy. I need to start doing workouts. I need to start going to a gym. But really what you can do is like you said, start walking and just walk every day and then maybe start practicing these, these healing techniques, you know, mentally and spiritually, and they can help out. Yeah, it is true. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a process too, like in, you know, in, in um, therapy and energy work and, you know, in, in doing any of these um, types of modalities. I mean, you know, generally it's like, you probably tell uh, your clients that it's like three weeks before you get into like that habit. Right. And that's what it's like energetically too, in order for like these um, habits to shift or, you know, to get rid of these, like, um, uh, you know, these self-limiting beliefs, like, you know, I'll never be in shape or, you know, I'll, I'll never be able to get over my divorce or, you know, some of these things that have held us back. Um, it takes a while to get into that, like, um, get into that groove and get into that habit and change the behavior and shift that whole pattern. So I've been reading a lot about intrusive thoughts, thoughts that shouldn't be there. What do you do with those type of intrusive thoughts? So those like that, that's a great example, Andrew, to, um, you know, to use a technique called um, energy psychology, or it's called also EFT, emotional freedom technique. Um, it's acupressure tapping. So we tap on the endpoints, and I know you can't see me on the screen, but um, you tap on the endpoints of meridians, uh, which are rivers of energy. And they're also each meridian is related to an emotion. Um, so like fear or worry would be on your cheekbones. Sometimes you can just even hold your cheekbones and you know with your fingers and um, think about that worry. And so by tapping on these um, these different points on the body, uh, which if anybody has been for acupuncture, um, the, these would be familiar to them. Um, so tapping on the endpoints of these meridians help reduce those fears and also help you, like you mentioned, intrusive thoughts can help you know you kind of like. Um, uh, like dissolve or dilute some of those intrusive thoughts so that that's not, you know, that's not popping in. It's not causing you stress, anxiety. And you're like, well, this feels like it's in, it's irrational. You know, like you don't, like most people don't understand, like, why do I keep having this thought, even though it feels like it's, you know, this isn't going to happen. Um, even if there might be some, you know, some, um, Maybe there's some basis or some, you know, reasons why you'd be having these, um, but you also don't want them to like run your life, right? You don't want them to like interfere with your, you know, you being able to like function and, you know, like live a happy, well-balanced life. Yeah, for sure. Things happen. People have bad days, but you can try to counteract those bad days the best you can with, you know, good strategies and things like that. Right. And gratitude. You know, gratitude's a big one to just being like, you know, just the way I can set the tone for the day. Like I can wake up and go, oh, we just had like a foot of snow, which I think is coming. Um, you know, and I can be like, this is going to, this is going to be a terrible day. Like, or I can say, hey, we just, you know, had a foot of snow and look how beautiful it is. And, you know, now I can go like out and play with my dogs in the snow. Um, so I can, you know, set the tone for my day that way. 
Yeah. And I, I, I think a lot of people and me included as well can think to, to ourselves and go gratitude. Why am I grateful for waking up today? I don't, you know, maybe a couple of years ago before I started doing my thing, you know, I was waking up going, what's, what's good with my life. I don't know. I don't care. Right. But just to wake up and have that breath, just to wake up and be able to eat food, just to wake up and be able to pet your dog, your cat, your whatever really is a special moment. Right. And I think about a year ago that kind of started switch, like switching for me, it was like, you know, maybe I woke up unhappy, but I doesn't mean that today is not a, a good day. Right. And, and it's interesting that you said that, Andrew. So there's a couple things I wanted to pick up on. Um, so one of the things is, um, you know, like what we put out there is what we bring to ourselves. It's called the law of attraction. And so energetically, this is how I work with people as well. So like, like you're saying, Andrew, if I wake up and like you say, oh, this day is going to really like, you know, it's going to be terrible. Like it's going to be just, you know, the worst day ever then that's what I'm going to attract to myself probably the whole day. I'm going to attract like that kind of like vibe, which is not, it's kind of unsettled. It's kind of, you know, it's down, it's negative. It's kind of bleak Um, as opposed to like, I could say, Hey, this looks like a, you know, like the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to like, you know, touch people's lives today. Um, I'm going to like do the best that I can. And I'm going to like, you know, um, help people shift and, you know, and myself as well. So I can go out there and like have that kind of attitude and then attract more of that to myself, you know, in a positive way. I agree. And I think, um, not that I'm saying I mentally shifted myself to be more positive since I've had my dog, but for those who know, I, I, I got a puppy and waking up and having her come up to me and lip my face and go, Hey dad, what's up? It's almost like waking up so much more of a happy mood. Not even like I could wake up and have the most intrusive thought ever. And then my dog comes up to me and says, what's up, dude? <laughs> and I, I, I mean, she's a goofball. I can't be mad at her, right? You know, so right. it's what you have in your environment can really change your thoughts. What do you do in order to make your life more enlightened, more thoughtful, more of what you want to live for, right? Like, how do you change to become who you want to be? Because it's one thing to go, okay, I am who I am and I like it. It's another thing to go, I am who I am. I don't like it. And I want to change. Yeah. And it's what you're talking about, Andrew, is like that, that realization or that, like having that insight. I mean, some of us, like, I mean, I also like call it like, you know, in the, like when the light bulb goes on, like above your head, you know, like we see that like on cartoons, I see like the, like the light bulb goes on, like you have this idea. And that's that point, like where I see people shift too. I'm like, oh, there it is. Like, yeah, you feel that shift and that's what happens. Like, that's what like we, we hope for right? Personally and like professionally. I just wanted to share this with you, Andrew, because I think this is what you're talking about too. I was teaching at a, it's a holistic studies institute. I had mentioned earlier, it's called Omega, um, holistic studies institute. And uh, that's where, you know, you can learn all of these different modalities that I'm talking about and um, many different uh, types of uh, healing arts. And so um, I was in a yoga class and I had taught all day because um, I, was, I was there teaching the, the tapping technique that we were talking about. And I was just exhausted. And I remember like the, the yoga instructor, the yogi turned to me and he said, and what did you learn today? And I said, I learned about the resilience of the human spirit. And I don't even know, know where that came from, but I was like, that's exactly what I learned today. I was like working with people who had experienced some really major trauma and just watching them shift and the resilience that 
they have, like as as humans and as the you know the the human spirit, how resilient it can be. It's amazing how you can watch one person with the same physical capabilities as another person do a completely different workout than someone else, simply based off their their mind. You know, they're saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to do whatever. People are so much more strong than they really, truly give themselves credit for, especially when it comes to people like you're talking to or talking about. It's like, you know, me, I'm talking about someone who might be out of shape. You're talking about someone who maybe had an extremely traumatizing life event, things that could happen to you that are so much worse than just being out of shape, right? But like to be able to have someone like that grow and become better is just, in my opinion, more satisfying than watching someone do a push-up. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, there is such joy like in watching it, you know, and just watching people like um you know, engage in that process and really like for like it to click. That's what we were, you were talking about before. Like just, it's like that click, you know, it's like they made that connection. You made that connection with them. They made that connection with you. And it's not about just doing the push up or the push ups or going through the, you know, the, the workout that you've given them as a trainer. It's about like what they're getting from it, you know, on an emotional level, on a, you know, a physical level, on a spiritual level as well even if they don't realize that they're getting it on that level, but they are. Yeah. And that's actually, so as soon as I started training people in person, I started saying that to people. I was like, you know, the biggest thing for me as a personal trainer is not that they get in better shape. It's more so that they just feel like they have a cheerleader in their corner that makes them feel better. You know, for an hour a week, you're like, I'm the man or woman. I'm, I'm awesome. Right. And it's not because you're, right. it's not because you're benching or squatting 400 pounds. It's because you just have someone in your corner for a little bit at the time going, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're cool. You're all these things. And it just does so much amazing work on your, your mental um, strength and ability, you know? It's so true. Yeah. What you're doing, Andrew, is like you're validating for people. Um, I mean, with how you approach it on a physical level, I'm approaching it on, you know, on a more spiritual, emotional level. And so we're validating for people like, you know, that you are awesome. Like I see this in you and I want you to see this in you. You know, like we, we kind of like serve as mirrors. That's what I feel like, you know, um, my work is about. Like I'm a mirror um, for you and I'm going to reflect back to you. Here's what I see. And like, do you see this? That's so important for people. It's awesome. You know, it makes people feel better. It makes me feel better. I love being told that I'm awesome, beautiful, healthy, amazing. You're right. And I'm sure you do too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all like to hear that. I mean, sometimes it's a little hard to like accept though, especially if, you know, if you haven't been told that, and that's where like our work comes in, right? Like how you approach it through the physical body, but also, you know, emotionally and spiritually as well. So you start maybe on the physical, um, you know, the physical realm, and then I start in the emotional spiritual realm, and then we bring it all in together. Uh, You know, I see it like kind of like a figure eight, like how that like it all weaves in together. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. So for everyone listening, give all of us your information, your phone number, your everything so we can reach you to make sure that everyone gets as healthy spiritually as they can. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So I know you're going to post it also, Andrew, but um, if you'd like to check out my website, it's um, www.tammyzumbo, it's Z-U-M-B-O.com. And that'll tell you a lot about the different types of work that I do. Um, You can also reach me at 518. 893 
1687 or through email. And my email is Tammy, T A M M Y L C S W R at Gmail. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Facebook would be uh, Balance Energy Wellness, is the name of my practice. And on Instagram, it's uh, Tap Into You. What's going on, guys? That was another episode of the Fitness Roundtable with Andrew, KMNBarbell.com, Dion, ActiveGamerFitness.com, and Phil, YossTraining.com. The Roundtable is more of a discussion than anything. We hope you enjoyed. Leave a like and subscribe. Stay fit, stay strong, stay educated.